Welcome to Lord and Richards Radio, a program that will enable you to become more financially independent and prosperous from a biblical point of view. Tune in each week to learn how to prosper through good markets and bad. Now, here's our host, Colin Richards, Denver's Biblical Investment Advisor. Hi, friends. I'm glad to be with you today on Lord and Richards Radio. I'm Colin Richards founder and president of Lord & Richards. We're a team of advisors who are dedicated to helping people just like you retire financially independent. And we're doing that every single day. On this show, we're discussing investing and planning from the perspective of key biblical principles, a little bit different way of looking at money. We also talk about how to use methods and strategies that will enable you to prosper through both up and down markets. And that's so important in today's volatile world. I'd love to chat with you. My team and I would love to help you talk to you about your specific questions regarding retirement and saving and investing from a biblical point of view. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-372-0400. Again, that's 720-372-0400. I'd love to chat or check us out on the web at lordandrichards.com. Well, today we're going to be continuing our discussion of the vital topic of the coming tax storm. This is part three in this series, so if you've been hanging in there with us, we've been working our way through the coming tax storm. And this is based upon, really, the title of our show, Render Unto Caesar That Which Is Caesar's. That's our biblical principle for this little mini-series found in Matthew 22, 21. Render, therefore, unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's and unto God the things that are God's. And remember, our principle is based on a two-sided coin here, just like when the Lord was illustrating the principle to the disciples about what they should owe in terms of taxes. He made clear, based on the inscription of Caesar found on that coin, that it was Caesar's money, and so Caesar could ask what he will in terms of taxes, but that we also owe a duty to God to render unto him. And so I view it this way. Pay the taxes you owe. Pay the taxes you owe, but preserve what's God's. Don't overpay taxes what could be used in your life and in the life of others to advance God's purposes and God's ways. So that's our principle for today. And it comes back to our purpose As an entity, Lord and Richards, we're serving hundreds and hundreds of clients just like you all across the front range and now across the country and even overseas. But most people that we're meeting are just like you. They're worried that events may spiral out of control that are going to harm your retirement, right? That's the primary concern. What could happen in the economy? What could happen with taxes? What could happen in Washington? that's going to mess up my plans for a happy and fulfilling retirement. So what we do is we build a plan for you to achieve financial independence and enjoy retirement without fear, without worry, to be able to relax on this subject of money. That's what financial independence is. And by the way, if you go into retirement nervous about money, that's not true financial independence. So we want you to be happy, carefree, joy-filled, and focusing on doing what God has called you to do, to exalt and glorify his name, to be a great steward of the resources that he's put into your hands, to render, yes, unto Caesar what Caesar requires, but not to overpay Caesar because those resources are also designed for the Lord's work. 
render unto God the things that are on our God's. And so we're going to continue the topic of the tax storm because I think many Americans, and that includes believers, are in jeopardy. They're going to be up against some dire circumstances here if we don't make some plans to avoid this coming tax storm. You know how it is. You know, when it's whether it's hurricane season, I grew up in the southeast in Florida and, you know, those hurricanes would come regularly and they'd give us lots of warning, lots of warning. So, you know, you got to you got to do the right thing. You got to board up the windows if that's what you need to do, or you got to get out of Dodge if that's what you got to do. I remember one year I said, well, I heard that um, you're not supposed to have furniture outside that the wind could blow around and knock out your windows. And so I went out there and threw all of our patio furniture into the pool, by the way. In Florida, you got to have a pool. I just got to say, you got to have a pool. So we had a pool and we threw all our patio furniture in there. And the problem was it was metal patio furniture and the metal reacted with the chlorine and it pretty much rusted it. So my wife wasn't too happy about that. So bad decision. But you know the principle. Prepare for the coming storm. Well, we're giving you warning here on this show about what is coming down the pike. You and I both know that we have a silent partner If you have an IRA, if you have a 403B, 457, some type of retirement plan that is tax deferred, that means you haven't been paying taxes on the money or the growth. And those are great, except that you've been building up a balance of money that the the government's going to make you take out, whether you like it or not. And when you take that money out, you're going to get taxed on it. And so the IRS is always a silent partner in those assets. The problem is, is that the IRS is not the policymaker. They're the enforcer. It's the people making the policy that I'm concerned about. The people that are making the policy, passing the laws and putting the tax code in place are the politicians. And if you remember when we were facing the COVID-19 crisis for the first time, and the government realized that we were going to have a spiraling problem if they didn't jump in and start pumping dollars into our economy, some people, some people were a little concerned about the debt, about the deficit. That's the debt and the deficit are two different things. Your deficit is the difference between what comes in and what goes out, so what the government overspends. The debt is the accumulated balance of all that. And so, listen to what Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin said, oh, about a year and a half ago, back on March 18th of 2020. In different times, we'll fix the deficit. This is not the time to worry about it. Now, these are some smart guys, but you know what? Whether they were right or wrong doesn't really matter because all we have done for the last 18 months has been giving the politi- the political decision makers, the policy makers, a free ticket to spend money like they've never spent before. We call it federal stimulus, and right now we're facing yet another one and another one. And although these may do good things in the short term, what is the long-term effect? Well, our U.S. national debt is now a higher percentage of gross domestic product than it's ever been in the history of this country, Right? More than 100%, over 130%, 135, $28 trillion that we've spent without any means of paying for it other than to put it on the credit card and pay interest. 
So our national debt is spiraling out of control. But in addition, we have a number called unfunded liabilities that's been spiraling out of control. This is the money that the government has committed to projects like uh, defense or um, welfare projects, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, where there's no definite plan to pay for it. It's just not even in the budget. And so that's all going on the credit card. That's $147 trillion. And so guess what the government's going to need to do? Guess what they're going to have to figure out? Well, they're going to have to figure out how to generate more revenue. And they have a whole department for that called the Internal Revenue Service. You bet it. And that's the group that's going to come and say, hey, this is what you owe. So we're going to pay what we owe. But here's a question. Can we get on the front side of that? Can we start preparing now so that when the government says, hey, we're running low on revenue, we need to raise taxes to get more revenue, are you going to be prepared? Because everything in Washington is moving in the direction of higher tax rates and not just on the rich. Don't be fooled. Don't be deceived by that. Well, I'd love to talk to you about this and how this might affect your retirement. As I said at the beginning, you know, people I talk to are concerned that events out of your control, like tax increases, are going to mess up your retirement. So what we do at Lord & Richards is we build a plan for you so you can achieve financial independence. I love working on this with my clients. And then you can enjoy retirement without worry. I'd love to talk to you. You've been listening to The Lord and Richards Show. If you're just jumping in, I'm Colin Richards. I'm Denver's biblical investment advisor. I'd love to talk to you about how you can take control of your financial future and achieve financial independence. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-372-0400. Again, that's 720-372-0400. I'd love to chat. Or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. So coming back to our topic today, Render Under Caesar and the coming tax storm, not overpaying your taxes, but preparing in advance, what can we do? Well, you could pay more. You could just be idle and let the bracket changes that are coming impact you, sliding you up into higher brackets. Now, by the way, that's happening whether anybody passes a new law or not. We have a a set of brackets that was put in place in 2017, started in 2018. You might have forgotten about this. It was called the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Some people called it the Trump Tax Code. And that is going to expire. It's going to expire after 2025. Your, Your bracket is going up no matter what you do and whether you're wealthy or not. The question is what other bracket changes are going to occur in the meantime. Deductions are going to expire. Stealth taxes are going to be added. You know, Congress doesn't want to vote on tax increases, so how do they do it? They just let things expire. And they they can take things behind the scenes like Social Security and start taxing your benefits more. Medicare Part B, and we know we've had little things like this added to our taxes over the years. Those are the stealth taxes. Current proposals are going to not only repeal the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, that's one idea, but in the current proposals, let's just eliminate a lot of the tax benefits that are quote-unquote benefiting the wealthy. Well, you know what? Just because it's not income tax doesn't mean that only the wealthy can benefit from it, such as low capital gains taxes. Those of you who invest and hold an asset for a year or more get a special tax rate. Is that something only the wealthy can do? No. 
but that's the way it's characterized. So getting rid of that is a priority. Getting rid of the step up in basis that supposedly only the wealthy benefit from. Well, guess who else benefits? You know, if mom passes away and wants to leave behind her $150,000 house down in Tulsa, Oklahoma to her three kids and leave 50000 to each of them right now, that's a step up in basis. You don't have to pay for the growth in that home when you inherit it. But oh, if the changes come, they'll get rid of that and you'll have to pay. If mom bought that house for $10,000 back in 1965, you're going to pay taxes on every bit of growth that happens from that 10,000 up to 150 or more. And yeah, that's a pain. That means that people can't really transfer assets intact. You know, maybe mom wants to leave that home to one of the kids. Well, they don't have the money for the taxes. You've seen old movies like this <laughs> where where taxes were what caused people to have to get rid of properties and estates. Well, that doesn't just happen to the rich. That happens to people, ordinary people just like you. So what can you do? Well, you got to start thinking out of the box. Ronald Reagan did way back when he was making movies. You know, when he made a movie, everything over, oh, about $200,000 was taxed at 90%. Can you imagine? 90%. So what are we going to do? Well, he just made two movies a year and quit working. So he worked about six months out of the year. I'm not suggesting that. What I'm suggesting is this. What are the strategies and workarounds you and I can start doing today to put money out of the reach of the IRS? How can we disinherit Uncle Sam and begin putting money out of the reach of the IRS? And we've been talking about that over the previous two sessions. So this has really just been some review. So the first thing is you've got to understand the different buckets that you have available to you from a tax standpoint. So there's regular stuff, income taxable, the money you make, money you pull out of your IRAs, all that stuff is taxable at ordinary income. Then there's tax deferred money, money that will be taxed in the future at ordinary income, but it's not being taxed right now. The money that's sitting in your IRA, 457, 403B, 401k, and so forth. Then you got that capital gains rate that I told you that's kind of cool. It's lower. It's capped out at 20% on investments that you hold for a year or more outside of an IRA or a 401k. And then you got tax-free money. You say, whoa, whoa, I like that last one, tax-free. Yeah, that's my favorite too. When folks are talking to me about investing and they say, well, should I contribute the max to my 401k? I say, well, that depends. My favorite kind of money is free money, free money. And if you're getting a match, get the free money. Go ahead, contribute to your 401k up to the match. But then then we got to contribute somewhere else over and above that to stay tax-free on the rest of that contribution because that's my second favorite kind of money, tax-free money. So how do you make your portfolio tax-free? You start investing in tax-free tools. He's like, Colin, I've been investing my whole life. Everything's in IRAs, 401ks. What am I going to do? Well, you have an opportunity to do something that sounds religious, but it's financial. Sounds like a religious experience, but it's a financial experience. It's called a conversion. Yes, folks, a conversion window of opportunity is in front of you. And I'm not talking about a religious conversion. I am talking about being a good steward of what God has entrusted to you by paying taxes today when they're low 
and avoiding taxes in the future when they're high by buying your taxes today on sale instead of paying exorbitant prices later. By paying taxes today on the seed and not paying taxes in the future on the harvest. Are you following me? Well, how do you do that? Well, you recognize that we've got some low brackets today. We got some low brackets. Historically, even though it might feel like you're paying through the nose on on taxes, we are really in a low tax environment, historically speaking. Some of the lowest rates we've ever seen. So you say, well, how do I pay taxes today? Well, did you know you can take money out of your IRA or other qualified accounts and move them from forever taxed to never again taxed? There's just one little hiccup, a speed bump in that move. You got to pay the taxes today. So let's say you've got a $100,000 IRA. You say, well, I want to turn that into tax-free money. I would too. So you pull it out of your IRA and you put it into a tax-free vehicle, such as a Roth. A Roth IRA is a kind of an IRA that grows tax-free. But you got to use money you've already paid taxes on. So you convert from an IRA that's tax-deferred to a Roth IRA that's tax-free. Ooh, that's a better bucket. But wait a minute. You're going to pay taxes at the point of conversion. And this is where you need some help. This is where you need a team. And our team at Lord & Richards is great at helping people in this exact position. You say, I don't want to pay a lot of taxes. And if they change the law, I'm worried I'm going to pay too much. Okay, well, let's pay for them now while they're on sale, but let's be careful because we don't want to convert so much money that it throws you up into a higher tax bracket and that money you're converting is getting taxed at too high of a rate to make it a good decision. Do you follow? So we don't want to take so much of your money and convert it in one tax year that it raises your tax rate to a higher rate than is reasonable. I like anything 22% and below, maybe 24, but depends on where you are in terms of your overall wealth and income. If you can convert money and only pay 12 or 10% in taxes, go for it. Jump on it. Do it. There's no reason not to because those brackets might even disappear altogether in the future. But if you'd like some help with that, you know, one of the things our team does every single day is they help people just like you who are worried that events out of their control, just like this tax problem we're talking about, are going to mess up their retirement. And so we build a comprehensive plan for financial independence. It's called a financial independence roadmap, actually. And we'd love to just start the conversation with you, talk for a few moments on the phone and see where you're coming from and how we might help. We're helping people just like you every single day. Well, you're listening to the Lord and Richards show, and I'm Colin Richards, Denver's biblical investment advisor. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to help you take control of your financial future and achieve true financial independence. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-372-0400. Again, that's 720-372-0400. I'd love to chat or check us out at lordandrichards.com. So continuing our discussion, if you're just jumping in, we're talking about not overpaying your taxes. The the show title today is Render Unto Caesar. And if we want to complete that Bible verse, because we base our advice on the time-tested principles from the Word of God, that Bible verse says, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. Matthew 22, 21. So here's the principle. Here it is on a bumper sticker. 
You ready? Pay the taxes you owe, but preserve what's God's. Pay the taxes you owe, but preserve what's God's. Well, how do I do that? Well, you're going to have to start moving money from forever taxed accounts like IRAs and 401ks to never again taxed. And we've got a unique window of opportunity. So what happens if you do that? And we figure out, okay, well, I'm going to move so much and it's going to keep me in a reasonable bracket. I've worked with a team. They've run the software and I'm not going to make a mistake here by just trying to do this off the top of my head. Okay, so here you are. So let's give an example. Let's say you have a $500,000 IRA that you decide to convert. And let's say you convert up there at the top end. You end up paying about 25% in taxes on that. So this would be a kind of a willy-nilly conversion. Well, if you keep that money in that IRA, what would you have paid in taxes assuming some things? So you're 60 years old. We're going to do this for, let's say you're going to live till 90. You got a 25% hypothetical tax liability on this conversion or annually, whichever way you slice it. And it's growing at 5%. And when they make you take money out at 72, you do it. All right. So what are the taxes you're going to pay? Well, on the RMDs, the required minimum distributions, over your lifetime, you'll pay about $242,000 in taxes. $242,017. Wow. Well, what happens on death? Well, as you know, if you leave money in an IRA or a 401k and that passes to your heirs, they've got to pay taxes. And yes, they, they can take it out, but they're going to have to take it out pretty quick, even with the new law. But most people liquidate. They pay their mortgage or whatever if they inherit an IRA from mom and dad. So let's just say you, you had left the money in there and it compounded and it grew. Taxes on death, $299,604 for a total of 541621 in taxes. Wow, what a bill. Okay, well, what happens if you convert that money to a Roth? Well, if you're putting 500000 from an IRA into a Roth and it's 25% tax, that's 125000 So we got two options. You can pay over a half a million dollars in tax or 125000 in tax. Pretty simple, isn't it? We call that extra 415000 and change in taxes as your optional taxes. You, you choose to pay those. The mandatory taxes, well, those are the ones that you pay if you get it out of the way. You're going to have to pay that. Well, let's talk about that from another perspective. Because then you might be saying, well, but, you know, if I pay that much in taxes now, I've got less money to invest and it's not going to grow as much. So I'm, you know, I'm wondering if maybe I should just, you know, let it do its thing. Well, first of all, if you know taxes are going up in the future, that's already a bad idea. But even if taxes stayed the same, Let's say you're 60 years old and you have a starting balance of 565. Now, by the way, let me comment. We, we don't work with just people with half a million or a million or two million or 10 million. We work with people at every level, whether you're just getting started or whether you've sold a business for millions and millions of dollars, we have the expertise to help you. I'm just using examples that are relatively easy to communicate. So if you began at age 60 with a $565,000 account, and you maintain that, by age 75, it would be worth about $1.174 million if it was growing at 5%. So it would have, would have doubled. That's great. Your annual income that you could derive off of that 
before taxes would be about $126,000. Your annual income after taxes is going to be about $82,000. This is a scenario where we're assuming, well, what happens if taxes go up? What happens if taxes go up? So instead of 25%, you pay 35. Wow, that's a lot of tax. So you're getting about 82,000 in income. Your total after-tax income is 985,000 over those years and your funds run out at age 86. So if you're pulling 126 out, the government taxes it at 35%, you're getting 82, your funds are depleted at age 86 in that scenario. Okay, what if we do something a little different? Let's take that same 565 and let's move that to a tax-free account. Get all the taxes out of the way now, so it's going to be smaller, but it's going to grow tax-free. So now, at age 75, it's only worth 835. That's less than it would have been if you had just let it ride. Let's say you take 82000 a year out for income, just like you can get out of the other account, 82000 your total income from 60 to 90 is $1.3 million. Wow. Big difference. Big difference. Almost $400,000 more income. And oh, by the way, the funds are never depleted. This is just one example. And we've got more to talk about, so we're going to have a part four. But folks, I'd love to talk to you about how you can achieve financial independence and especially how you can prepare for the coming tax storm. This is Colin Richards. Thank you for listening. Just pick up the phone and give us a call at 720-372-0400. Again, that's 720-372-0400. I'd love to chat or check us out online at lordandrichards.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.